Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Hello, everybody. We have another fun episode for you today here on When Ghosts Speak. Marianne, you're bringing us more recipes. Well, this is a very particular recipe that I, I thought was sort of interesting. You know, in the book, uh, Beyond Delicious, there is 100 recipes from 100 ghosts and 100 stories of how I got them. But the editor at the time said, we don't really want it to be about the story. Just how how'd you get it? Don't go to in to any detail. So I thought it would be a little interesting to go back to some of these recipes and tell you what really happened. Okay. Yeah. So we get the backstories. <laughs> the backstory, you got it. So Ted and I were coming home from doing houses on the East Coast, and it was well, this it was fallish and a summer fall. And we were driving home, we were coming through Pennsylvania, and I got a thing about roadside fruit and vegetable stands. I love to stop at those places. You know, you get fresh fruit and fresh veggies, and sometimes if they're Amish ones, you can get really nice pastries. It, you know, it just depends what kind of fruit stand you, stand, you, know, you stop at. So I spotted one, and I told Ted, I says, oh, let's stop and, and, you know, see what they got. I says, we're on our way home. The refrigerator's empty. We've been gone for, you know, like eight days. So let's stop and get some, you know, something fresh. He said, good. So we stop, and there was only one other car there. And when we got out of the car, I could smell dill. And I thought, wow, there must be a dill bush around here because that's a very unique smell. And it reminded me that I still hadn't found a really good recipe for dill pickles. And I'm thinking, I said to Ted, gosh, I says, I still didn't find a good recipe for dill pickles. I said, the one I have, I, I didn't care for. And even though the girls are gone, sometimes I still can stuff. I mean, if I have an abundance of something, I'll, you know, can it. And so we were looking around and I spotted a ghost lady standing there. She wasn't very old, 50-ish uh, maybe. And I must have looked at her a little too long because she sort of looked at me and started waggling her arms and she looked like a windmill pushing like trying to get my attention and i'm thinking no no you know it's it i don't know sometimes i, I get tired it's like every ghost i see i can't help you know i just mm -hmm. can't always do it and i thought no and so she's like i said so now she's flapping her skirt up and down in the air i'm thinking no oh, oh, wow. she's full of herself so I looked at her and I said what she goes I knew you could see me I said I see you what what do you want she said 
I heard you telling your husband that you need um, uh, a good recipe for dill pickles. I said, well, you're nosy on top of it. And she said, I got the best recipe for dill pickles. And I said, great. I said, okay. I says, well, before I leave, I'll grab a pencil and paper and get your recipe. She said, okay. And then she said, do you want any other recipes? I said, nope. She says, you want sweet pickles? I said, nope. I just want dill pickles. She said, she's got plums. You want to make plum jam? I said, nope. I just want dill pickles. And she said, all right. So I'm looking around the stand and Ted had picked up a few things. And I said to her, why didn't you cross over? Why did you stay? She said, well, she said, my husband was still alive. My kids were just in the process of getting married. And I knew that they were going to have kids right away. And I wanted to see my grandkids. And she said, and it worked for a while. She said, I could see my grandkids. She says, but then they stopped seeing me. I don't know what happened. I said, did you stay with them very long? She goes, no, I couldn't stay with them long because if I stayed with them too long, they would get sick or my, my, my daughter and her husband would just fight terrible, which is true. That's exactly what happens. And I said, she said, so I, I really do miss them. And I, I would like to see them. She said that they wouldn't even know who I am now. And I said, you know, if you cross over, you can get in their dreams and introduce yourself to them. And she said, I can really do that. And I said, yeah. I said, isn't there anybody that you really would like to see? She goes, I miss my mother terribly. She says, and when my little Angie was seven years old, she died of leukemia. I said, Angie is a daughter. She said, yes. And she says, but I'm sure my mother's taking care of her. And I said, you don't want to check it out on your own. She says, uh, she didn't really, she wasn't really confident. She said, no, nah, I, I don't know. I'll think about it. So I went ahead and I got the recipe down for her. And she went down to the end of the one table. She says, here's some great cukes. These will work wonderful for your pickles. And I went down there and they were exactly what I was looking for, the little tiny baby cucumbers. Mm. And I said, yes, I said, that's, I will buy those. And then she decided to go into the light after it was all said and done. And I made the light and she says, now you're sure I'm going to be able to come back. I says, oh yeah, you'll be able to come back and not cause any problems. And I can see everybody. I said, you can see everybody. And I said, are you ready? And she looked at the light and she said, um, yeah, I guess. And she just walked so slow. And all of a sudden she turned around and looked at me. She goes, there's my mom. And she's holding Angie's hand and she tore into the light. She never looked back. She just ran right into it. And I thought, great. Everything worked out the way it was supposed to. And her pickle recipe was really, really good. 
And it's still a pickle recipe I use to this day. And this was at least 30 years ago. What is that one in the uh, cookbook? It is in the cookbook. Yeah. Yes, Yes, it is. So, and it's the simplest little recipe that you'd ever want to make. So it's actually pretty good. Now, there was another recipe that I was talking about or going to talk about. And this one, this one was, actually, I should have probably did this one first because it had a little bit to do with the nursing home too. And I went to this, this woman had her, her daughter, her mother's in a nursing home. And she said, my mother says this lady is, comes and bothers her every night trying to make her trying to get her to drink. She says, my mother has her mind. She says, my mother was an alcoholic and that's what is tearing her up. That's why she's in a nursing home. She's very sick, but she says, this lady says she's 103 years old and that you have to drink. I says, like I said before, I really can't do nursing homes. And she said, but mom's in a private room. I went, oh, that makes a difference. So go to the nursing home and talk to the mother, put seats on her door so nobody could come in. And just as I walked out, here comes this. And the mom goes, there she is. That's who's telling me to drink. And this lady looked at me and she said, oh, yeah. She said, absolutely. She said, it's the best. She says she's got to drink a little bit of cranberry cordial every day. That's why I live to be 103. I says, but she was an alcoholic. She said, that's okay in here. She just has takes a little sip. She'll be fine. She said, she's not the only one I tell to drink. I tell everybody to drink. And with that, she said, and I'll tell you what, she says, tell her daughter I will give you the best recipe for cranberry cordial, which, believe it or not, is in the cookbook. And you can verify that it's a really good recipe. Yeah, the thing with cookbooks, which I didn't know, mm-hmm. like the Boy Scouts will do a, you know, a loof loose leaf cookbook for a fundraiser church ladies groups do them that's fine but if you ever have a cookbook that is published every recipe in the cookbook has to be tested in a licensed kitchen and people don't realize that and it's very well There were some recipes that we've already done that had to be thrown out because I couldn't come up with the right way to how, you know, they used a stove with logs in it. How am I supposed to know what that temperature is? I have no idea. So it was hard, but yes, they, and there's more than one recipe in this book for booze and they were all from ghosts. Well, I'm sure the people who had to test that recipe over and over again, had a really good time. <laughs> had great days at work. <laughs> I'm sure they did. When they had a book signing for where the, when the publisher held the book signing with a bunch of other authors, 
they actually brought in some of the made booze, which where we were set up at, they came over and said they had to leave with the booze. They couldn't keep it there. But everybody looked like it was tasting pretty good. So, <laughs> See, now I'm like, oh, maybe I need to call around to some local uh, bars and be like, hey. <laughs> well, there's three or four of them in there. I had for years a recipe for Kahlua. And, wow. and it was very good and very easy to make. And it was made, if I'm not mistaken, with vodka. But the recipe for Kahlua in the book is made with bourbon. And I had vodka or bourbon. Yeah. So I ha I want to try that one too, but we don't drink anymore. So I don't know what I would do with it if I made it. You donate it to me. <laughs> there you go. I'll keep it like in the coffee now and then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Kahlua and coffee is good. You're right. Mm -hmm. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. We could do it. We could do it. <laughs> Hmm. So I never really would have guessed, you know, getting booze recipes from little old ladies, little old guys in nursing homes. You know, I, I would figure more of, um, bridge, you know, card games or, you know, things like that. Not, not alcohol. You so. know, I really think food makes the world go round. I True. really think about that. Everybody, I mean, you say pork chops and somebody will go, oh, I got the great best recipe for pork chops. Everybody, mm -hmm. It's always on everybody's mind. And I think, seriously, I think that's what it is. And it's funny because the recipes for the booze, all from women, not men. Uh -huh. That's because they drive us to drink. <laughs> <laughs> And we better make our own, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> to keep up with it. Well, you know, it's just like the the history of like how witches had the pointy hats. And that was because the um the women were the brewers and they had the big cauldron that they were brewing the alcohol in. And they would wear the big tall hats so you could find them in the the shops or in the the marketplace. That's right. Know, to go buy your alcohol. So right. <laughs> again, yeah. women. And I'm sure they weren't stirring their pots with broom handles. No, no. <laughs> of course not. No, I granted, you know, the, the health standards back then compared to now were a little lacking, but I, I'm pretty sure they weren't using their broom handles. Right. They spoons, maybe. But, right. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but depending on your mom, also uh, doubled as your butt whooper. So that's right. I think many of us are wooden spoon survivors. Yeah. I have to laugh when every time I hear that with the wooden spoon, I hear my mom used to beat me with a wooden spoon and I'm thinking, yeah, right. But I can remember, and I'm sure other people can remember too. When my girls were young, the little girls, I don't know what would happen after Thanksgiving till Christmas. That's when they were the most horrible. They were just terrible little girls. They fought all the time. You had a singleton. You don't know that, but oh my God, they, these girls, it's like Santa's not coming. What is wrong with you two? And back then, well, my phone in the office is still plugged in, but back then the, the phone was hanging on a wall. Mm -hmm. And the minute, the minute that phone would ring, 
they'd, they'd start. And I, there was nothing I could do because I'm in the kitchen and they're in the living room. Back in the day, you could put these really big wooden spoon and fork on your kitchen wall. It was mm -hmm. decor. And I remember the very first time that we got a portable phone. And it was in the kitchen. Phone rang and I picked it up. And the girl started. Like clockwork. <laughs> just just like just like I knew they would. And I reached up on the wall and I took that spoon off the wall. And I had to dust it first because it was a little dusty. <laughs> And they're, they, they were just fighting like heck in that room. And I walked in there holding that spoon. The looks on their face was unbelievable. It's like, oh, my gosh. So whenever the girls hear a story about beaten, being beaten with a wood spoon, they always add their three-foot spoon into that. Never touched it to them, but <laughs> there it was. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. My, my mom baked a lot. Um, she still does. So she had plenty of wooden spoons and um, quite a few got broken over the younger slings. Um, I was good, <laughs> but you know, she, she, I'm like, mom, you're going to have to invest in a wooden spoon company company at this point because the way you're, you're going through them. Um, so yeah, we, we, we are a generation of <laughs> wooden spoon, spoon survivors. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Life is crazy. Well, what do you think? I think we are. And if nothing else, maybe we should ask some of our listeners to maybe share some of their wooden spoon survivor stories and Seriously. Uh, build that community out. So if you've got That's a wooden right. spoon, <laughs> share Bring it. it on. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Join us next week for another uh, Wingo Speak podcast episode and join us live. Ask questions on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch all the places come bring your questions about any of the episodes or on ghosts in general. And Marianne more than willing to answer for you. That's what I love right, to do. Answer questions. <laughs> but they'll bring them in mass for you. Careful what you say. There you, there you go. Thanks everybody. And have a really good weekend. We'll do it again. All right. Bye guys. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye.